and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to, again, empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram at The LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at thelyfoundation.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and I have a new teammate on the podcast with me today, J.R. McMichael. He is LYF's IT technician and website administrator. So say hi, JR. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hello, Monica. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's super awesome to have you on here. Um, You know, since JR is usually behind the scenes, uh, we don't get to see or hear from him too much, but he is working behind the scenes and super grateful to have him on the team and uh, bring all his tech savvy stuff to to the squad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy I was able to get out of the cave for a little bit, you know, (laughs) see sunlight. So I appreciate it. Of course. So today, JR and I, we're going to wrap up um, the theme of the month. So the theme this month was all about choice. And we talked about um, on our social media, just the choice that we have in uh, building our own family systems, um, the choice that we have after difficult situations that might arise in our life. And so I wanted to think how can I, how can we effectively tie it in and bring in some new information too? And I I felt really inspired to share a story that really impacted me in a moment where I was pretty lost. So I'm going to go ahead and read the story and then JR and I are going to chat about it and, and really relate on some life experiences that we both have had and tie it back into choice and and how that has been so crucial to get to where we are now. So story time. And I promise it's not a a long story. So I hope everybody enjoys it. (laughs) So the story is called The Egg uh, by Andy Weir. So here we go. You were on your way home when you died. It was a car accident. Nothing particularly remarkable, but fatal nonetheless. You left behind a wife and two children. It was a painless death. The EMTs tried their best to save you, but to no avail. Your body was so utterly shattered. You were better off, trust me. And that's when you met me. What? What happened? You asked. Where am I? You died, I said, matter-of-factly. No point in mincing words. There was a, a truck, and it was skidding. Yup, I said. I, I died? Yep, but don't feel bad about it. Everybody dies, I said. You looked around. There was nothingness, just you and me. What is this place, you asked. Is this the afterlife? More or less, I said. Are you God? 
you asked. Yup, I replied. I'm God. My kids, my wife, you said. What about them? Will they be all right? That's what I like to see, I said. You just died, and your main concern is for your family. That's good stuff right there. You looked at me with fascination. To you, I didn't look like God. I just looked like some man or possibly a woman, some vague authority figure maybe, more of a grammar school teacher than the Almighty. Don't worry, I said. They'll be fine. Your kids will remember you as perfect in every way. They didn't have time to grow contempt for you. Your wife will cry on the outside, but will be secretly relieved. To be fair, your marriage was falling apart. If it's my, if it's any consolation, she'll feel very guilty for feeling relieved. Oh, you said. So what happens now? Do I go to heaven or hell or or something? Neither, I said. You'll be reincarnated. Ah, you said. So the Hindus were right. All religions are right in their own way, I said. Walk with me. So you followed along as we strode through the void. Where are we going? Nowhere in particular, I said. It's just nice to walk while we talk. So what's the point then, you asked. When I get reborn, I'll just be a blank slate, right? A baby? So all my experiences and everything I did in this life won't matter? Not so, I said. You have within you all the knowledge and all the knowledge and experiences of all your past lives. You just don't remember them right now. I stopped walking and took you by the shoulders. Your soul is more magnificent, beautiful, and gigantic than you can possibly imagine. A human mind can only contain a tiny fraction of what you are. It's like sticking your finger in a glass of water to see if it's hot or cold. You put a tiny part of yourself into the vessel, and when you bring it back out, you've gained all the experiences it had. You've been a human for the last 48 years, so you haven't stretched out yet and felt the rest of your immense consciousness. If we hung out here for long enough, you'd start remembering everything, but there's no point to doing that between each life. How many times have I been reincarnated then? Oh, lots, lots and lots. And, in, and to lots of different lives, I said, this time around, you'll be a Chinese peasant girl in 540 AD. Wait, what? You stammered. You're sending me back in time? Well, I guess technically. Time as you know it only exists in your universe. Things are different where I come from. Where you come from, you said. Oh, sure, I explained. I come from somewhere, somewhere else, and there are others like me. And I know you'll want to know what it's like there, but honestly, you wouldn't understand. Oh, you said a little let down. But wait, if I get reincarnated to other places in time, I could have interacted with myself at some point? Sure, happens all the time. And with both lives only aware of their own lifespan, you don't even know it's happening. So what's the point of it all? Seriously, I asked. Seriously, you're asking me for the meaning of life? Isn't that a little stereotypical? Well, it's a reasonable question, you persisted. I looked you in the eye. The meaning of life, the reason I made this whole universe is for you to mature. You mean mankind? You want us to mature? No, just you. I made this whole universe for you. With each new life, you grow and mature be- and become a larger and greater intellect. Just me? What about everybody else? There's no one else, I said. In this universe, there's just you. 
and me. You stared blankly at me. But all the people on earth, all you, different incarnations of you. Wait, I'm everyone? Now you're getting it, I said with a congratulatory slap on the back. I am every human being who ever lived or who will ever live. Yes. I'm Abraham Lincoln and you're John Wilkes Booth too, I added. I'm Hitler, you said appalled, and you're the millions he killed. I'm Jesus, and you're everyone who followed him. You fell silent. Every time you victimized someone, I said, you were victimizing yourself. Every act of kindness you've done, you've done to yourself. Every happy and sad moment ever experienced by any human was or will be experienced by you. You thought for a long time. Why, you asked me, why do all this? Because someday you'll become like me because that's what you are. You're one of my kind. You're my child. Whoa, <laughs> you said. You mean I'm a god? No, not yet. You're a fetus. You're still growing. Once you've lived every human life throughout all time, you will have grown enough to be born. So the whole universe, you said, it's just an egg, I answered. Now it's time for you to move on to your next life. And I sent you on your way. And that's it. That's the story. And um, <laughs> um, yeah, so to, you know, maybe some of you out there have heard it before, or maybe not. This story came to me uh, four years ago now, or th no, three years ago now. Um, and it was in May of 2017. And this is a long story. But not to chat too too much. Perhaps I will go into deeper detail another time. But long story short, um, I actually had a near death experience. I was at a festival, and to be completely transparent, I took a drug uh, that honestly was way too much for me. And so what happened was that I I felt the effects not the effects that you would typically would, would feel with this. And it became much more intense and introspective than I realized. Um, but luckily I had a really good friend with me and he was there to help me just realize that it was going to be all right. And so after a while of chatting with him, I went, he, he suggested that we would all go to camp just to make sure that everybody, um, make sure that everyone knew that I was all right. Um, and as I was walking to the campsite, um, I had this sensation come through me of uh, a feeling that I felt like that was it, like I wasn't going to make it. And I shared this with my friend and and I told him and he, he looked at me and he said, you know what, Monica, he's like, the world needs you. The world needs your light and you cannot, um, you can't go. It's not your time. And luckily that, that shook me back into uh, my body and kind of got me grounded again. Um, and then other series of events happened where I just, I just really felt like I couldn't stand. I felt really weak. And I was inside my tent with my friend and my friend starts sharing this story. He, he says to me, Monica, have you heard the, the story of the egg before? And I looked at him with such surprise because earlier in the day, I had heard the same story, but from somebody else. 
And I had not told my friend about that. So I was hearing this story twice in one day. <laughs> and then, you know, while I'm going through this difficult point, I just, I just, you know, it's one of those things where you just don't have words and you're speechless. And you're, I just had this sensation of like, what is going on? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> So I kind of got spooked. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? And, you know, then after that, I had a very vulnerable moment where I just, I felt like I had to kneel down and just prove to myself why I still wanted to be alive. Like if I felt so weak and I felt like my spirit was on the verge of just honestly moving on from this physical body and Luckily, I had really good friends with me to help me stay grounded through all of it because I truly felt like I, that was it. Like it was, it felt like a very defining moment in time that it, it was very possible that I was on the verge of dying in that moment. So luckily I didn't and I am grateful that I did not and that I, I'm still here. And, you know, it took a long time for me to be even even to see myself being able to be this open about this experience on here is uh, very telling of my growth. It's it's definitely not easy, but it is part of my story. And it's part of the reason why I was later on that year led to creating the Love Yourself Foundation and receiving the inspiration to create it. And it's really interesting too, because this past week, you know, leading up to this recording, I've I've actually retold this story to some friends and and just kind of revisiting the old feelings. I even went to Joshua Tree where it happened. So just to see myself how much I've grown since that happened and how much I've grown into who I am and become a better person as a result. Uh, choosing to, I chose healing. You know, after that experience, I was confronted with panic attacks and I was confronted with PTSD uh, from that experience because I was so shooken up by it. And the PTSD didn't, and I've talked about this before, but it didn't get better until potentially, I think it was like about a year after it happened. The panic attack, same. Like I had probably like five pivotal panic attacks after that experience. Uh, and all the core of it all was that I was just uh, afraid of death. You know, even though like now I can talk about this story and it's, I'm grateful of it. But at the time, it definitely produced a lot of fear because I, I saw death so close. And so just choosing wellness, choosing yoga and meditation and every other thing that I picked up more in a more routine fashion really helped me to heal. And so I share this story now if, you know, anybody can identify or something, anything similar to know that we can redefine ourselves and it is quite possible to, to start over. And a lot of times like, yeah, from one perspective, it can be seen as a near death experience, but from another perspective, it is also a time it was like I was reborn in a lot of ways. Um, and it definitely helped me reclaim my, my faith and my, it redefined my spirituality in so many ways. And, and it definitely helped me increase compassion for myself. So yeah, you know, the story, there's definitely another, a longer version, but that is the, the, the version that I'm sharing, sharing today. And uh, 
So yeah, that's it. That's me. And that's how I find like with choosing, choosing wellness, how it's truly changed my life for the better. (laughs) And I know, and I wanted to have JR on here with me because he too uh, has experienced a near death experience in his life. And so we both have that in common and we both have been able to grow exponentially from it. So I wanted to invite JR and have him share a little bit about his and, and we can tie it all back in after. Sure. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that story. And I know that story um, is going to help a lot of people who are out there who are struggling um, with something similar. We're all happy that you're still here on this earth. So thank you for telling that story. Thank you, JR. <laughs> um, for me, uh, my near-death experience, which FYI, I've never kind of told this story publicly before. It's only been a few people here and there who I've known for a long time. But I kind of was having this conversation with you that, you know, I was kind of nervous to, to talk about it and put it out there. But at the more I started to think about it, I was just kind of telling myself that if, it only, if my story helps one person, only one person, then it was absolutely worth it. So I'm hoping that my experience that what I've gone through and similar with you would help those make the right choice or make a better choice than the alternative. So in my younger years, I was dealing a lot with a gambling addiction, something that I had kind of learned as I started to grow up when I was turned 21 and uh, things just got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, I was at the worst with probably $25,000 in credit card debt because of the gambling and and all of that. So I still even remember the day when it all kind of came to. Uh, I was in my apartment that I was going to leave and I was selling my furniture because I was going to use that to move. So I remember the the family that came over to to pick up the, the dining room table and the chairs I still remember that walking in, them taking it away. I had the money in my hand. I was like, okay, now I got my money to make this move happen. But of course, in a gambler's mind, the first thing that came was maybe I can double this or even triple it. And I, I won't even just have the money to move. I'll be able to buy whatever I need for the next apartment. So I get in the car and I drive down to the casino. Long story short about that, didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. Uh, I got back into my car, I had nothing. I I spent everything that I I got from selling the furniture and then some, um, and I was just feeling absolutely defeated when I was sitting in the car in the parking lot. And then I got onto the freeway and I started driving. And then this idea came into my head that maybe if I wasn't here anymore, that everyone around me would be better, that my family wouldn't have to worry about me or my dad wouldn't have to be on the call when I asked for money or, you know, my friends who are around me to see me go through this or probably didn't even see it because I was kind of hiding it pretty well. You know, they wouldn't have to worry about me either. So I remember being in the car and, and kind of where the exit is and you continue on the freeway. Um, I was driving right for the middle part where all the barriers are. I can remember the speedometer going 75, 80, 85 miles per hour. But I remember when we were having this conversation, we kind of had the same experience where at some point you just couldn't hear anything. Like everything just went silent. I couldn't hear the engine of the car. I couldn't uh, hear the muffler. I couldn't hear the, the sounds on the road. Just everything was dead quiet. And 
when that happened, the first thing that popped into my head was my family, my mom and my dad, my sister, and just thinking that my time isn't up yet. And it probably wasn't just more so in my family. It was just for me, like my time wasn't now. There's still more things that I needed to do on earth before I pass. And then eventually I kind of snapped out of it. I grabbed the steering wheel and I yanked it over back into the freeway. Um, thankfully, there wasn't anybody around at the time. So very thankful for that. And then I remember just parking the car, going up to my empty apartment now, and just kind of thinking to my head, like, I can't believe that almost just happened. But if things were different, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now, which is crazy to even think. And I think that that was kind of the choice that I had within me subconsciously, really, that even though I I was as far gone as I was with gambling and felt like I didn't have anything left, there was still something there that was telling me that, no, there's still something that you have to do. There's still something left. You got to keep going. And even with making that decision, I didn't even tell anybody for like two years that particular moment had happened to me. Um, and it, it actually took me relapsing to actually find the help that I needed. I remember, I think it was like around Valentine's Day, the two years after that, I went back to the casino and I kept playing, kept playing. And I just, something in me was just like, no, you're going down the same path and you know how far it took. Or do you really want to tempt yourself with that fate again? And I just told myself that, no, this is it. I need time. I I need the time to figure out what it is that I need to do for myself to get me better. So I ended up going through Gamblers Anonymous. I went through nine months of that. I ended up going through therapy. I think it was like three or four sessions of that to really get myself realigned in knowing that you can beat this addiction. A lot of people don't really see gambling as an addiction. They think, what, you go to go play bingo, you pit the daubers, you put the daubers away, and you're done. But it is a lot deeper than that. And it's, the, it's that feeling of chasing something that you may or may not get. And I think it's that illusion in your head that there's always this better place. You just hit this one jackpot and everything's going to be fine. Especially when you're down as far as you are in debt and all this other stuff, you always want to chase. You always want to get to that point where it's like, all right, if I hit this jackpot, $100,000, everything is set. Unfortunately, you spend more money getting to that jackpot. But by the time you get to it, for most people, you probably break even or you're probably still short, which is nuts, really. But I think it it took me to get to, to make those choices, right? to kind of bring it all back together was to make those choices that I needed to do for myself to get me better was what was important for me in that particular time. And even till this day, I still struggle with it. I mean, last year I relapsed for a month and actually November is my one year anniversary from when I relapsed last year. So, you know, this is an addiction that's something I have to live with for the rest of my life. And I have to make the conscious choices every day to make sure that I don't fall back into that. And I think um, a lot of that kind of helps when you are around other people that not only love you, but I think it also helps when you're around other people that have those shared experiences too. You know, I know you, I know uh, another friend of mine that uh, she had her own experience as well. And it was kind of um, therapeutic to be able to talk about it to other people and know that, yeah, we had our moment of being in a very vulnerable situation that if things were if things went a certain way that we might have been successful and thankfully that that didn't happen 
And the fact that we're here now, we're able to kind of appreciate life in a different aspect that not a lot of people will get to experience. Now, I'm not saying that I want them to experience something like this. You don't have to experience what we've gone through to understand what life is. But I think we have a little bit more appreciation of knowing that how close it got, we are able to fully enjoy everything that is within life. So that's my story. Uh, thank you so much, JR, for, for sharing all that. And I know that others out there listening might have some similar things that they've, maybe they've gone through or are going through, but how awesome to see your growth, um, you know, as someone that has been in your life for a while, um, just to see where you've been, see where you are now. It's so, so great to see the choices that you've made that are choices that help you, that are there to nurture you. And right. And the only, the only, uh, the only reason you're still here is because you, you've grown in love for yourself and you, you've chosen the path of, of wellness. And that doesn't mean that we don't mess up sometimes. That's part of the, the, the journey. But to see, you know, getting, picking yourself back up and choosing to continue moving forward, no matter the setback, that, that's the beauty. And that's the beauty that we all are striving for. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I see it in you too. And even just in this year, the things that you've gone through and wanting to to make the right choices for you in order to grow has been quite the journey to see. And I'm proud of you. I really am. Uh, I, I think it's great where you are going right now. And I don't think that you would be on this path unless if you had that experience. And because of that experience, you're able to look at life in a different lens. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if that didn't happen, like you said, LYF might not even be a thing today, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) And, you know, I can safely say that experience was my rock bottom. I've never felt that low in my life. I mean, I think that's the lowest you can get is when you're like when you are literally facing death and realizing why you you still want to be alive and it's terrifying. It really <laughs> I, is. Like I don't want to I don't want to undermine it at all cuz it's scary. Holy crap, it's really scary. And that's what I think has helped me to just embrace life more fully and give it a lot more respect. I realized in that experience that life is precious and life is uh, like we're lit- we're very as strong as we are, right? Um, we're also it, the fabric of life is thin, and yeah, it's, it's like there's so little that we can control, right, in our external environment, but the little that we can of like doing better nutrition choices, uh, better choices for our mental health, just all these additional things that we know in the long run are actually beneficial for you lo- in, the, in the long run. Right, right. That's, that's all we can do. And, and I was just telling JR this just earlier, it's like, I, I am by no means a master at all, you know, of any of this. I'm just a teacher. I'm a, I'm a student I'm a, and I'm a teaching as I'm learning and I'm constantly learning every day and just sharing what I'm learning along the way that's helped me. But again, I'm by no means a master of, of, of this. And I'm just, again, just hoping that we're all here 
learning with one another and helping each other grow as as life continues. Absolutely. I should say I share the same sentiment too. Is you know I, I'm not here to tout that I'm a, uh, an expert or or I'm perfect after that particular situation. Absolutely not. I, I'm just a I'm just a human being trying to live this thing called life. You know, and it's never a straight line, regardless of what you've experienced. And you know, there are choices that I've made that I was still dealing with even ten years later things in relationships and things with gambling and, and all of that, that I still was living with those choices that I made and, and feeling guilty and, and what have you, that it didn't take until just this year to be able to talk to somebody about it and actually be able to have the, the genuine confidence and being able to forgive the things that I've done. And just because I've had that near death experience doesn't mean that, Oh, I'm, now I'm good. I'm good. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'll never make that mistake ever. I don't think it's supposed to be like that just because we're human beings. We're, we're prone to making mistakes. But I think what's important is as you move on, that you're always constantly learning, like you said, from those particular experiences. And, and however you decide to move on from those choices, the best that you can do is to make it a positive change. And I think that's what we're always trying to strive for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love to see trauma. You know, trauma can either be your fuel or it can be um, your destruction. You know, it's the choice is yours. You know, like I, I remember after my experience when I was in the middle of, of dealing with panic attacks, something that I had never dealt with in my life before, I saw the choice laid out in front of me, I said, you know, I could definitely still go down the path of more destruction, or I can start doing these lifestyle changes that will ultimately in the long run, I know will help me. And so I, 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 I try to live in my best ability in that paradigm of, of utilizing the traumas that I've, I've experienced uh, to fuel me to to become a better version of myself. And like you said, it doesn't mean we don't make mistakes still or anything like that. Uh, but we're just here just trying to learn and do better for ourselves. <laughs> That's what's so tricky too, is that you, you want to try to put the best foot forward and, and you don't want to try to fall back into what those um, past experiences were. But, you know, I, I think that we give ourselves a hard time when things like that happens. Taking point, the relapse that I had a year ago. Um, you know, I was so hard on myself because I told myself, and I had been sober for five, six years at that point, seven years, something like that, that I just couldn't believe that I was doing this again. Even though I'm, I'm more conscious, I'm out of that credit card debt, I know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, but yet I still ended up doing it. But I think certain things happen in your life that are kind of building blocks to be that better self that you were talking about, that I needed to fall back into that in order to get to this point of being one year sober again and realizing like, oh yeah, that's right. I stopped doing that for a reason. And I just think that we're just going to be going through these motions, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's never guaranteed what it is that is going to be coming towards you in the future. But at least you're just trying to make the best of every situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just the power of compassion and the the power of love. Um, 
you mentioned, you know, who you thought of when in that defining moment. For me, I, I thought of my mom and I thought of my little niece. Uh, she's nine years old and we have a special bond, me and her. And I just thought had their love. I felt like in those moments, their love was the anchor for me. And to remember like, you know, Monica, you're special. Don't forget it. And just like everybody else deserves happiness and love. So do you. And it's time to put that love back in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And love yourself. (laughs) Right. So there you go. (laughs) I see what you did there. That was good. That was good. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy though, because when you had mentioned about seeing your family and, you know, I had the same experience when I actually told them finally of what I went through. The amount of love that my family, not only just my family, but my close friends too, was um, so warming and confusing at the same time, if that makes sense. Just because you wouldn't think that that much compassion can come out, at least in my in my case. I, I didn't think so much compassion could come out from that kind of uh, realm. But to see my parents, to see my sister just pouring their hearts out and, you know, saying, I'm so happy you didn't do it. And, you know, we all love you. And finally telling my friends about it, it was the same reaction. It was just, it was reassurance Mm -hmm. of knowing that there are people on this world that care about you and that love you. And that you should never forget that regardless of how bad it can get, there will always be somebody or multiple people that absolutely care about you and want you on this earth. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, love is the most powerful force for a reason. It saves lives. And, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, just that's the message really is that, and when in doubt, think of love, think of compassion. (laughs) I know it saved my life. Um, and that's why I'm such a strong proponent of this message now. And it doesn't mean I'm, you know, I I have my moments too of, of forgetting and, But I find that by incorporating these practices like meditation, yoga, art, music, whatever your thing is, it helps you to get back into that space of like, oh, yeah, I'm not here alone. And there's a lot of people out there that love me. And just by being alive, that's that's that there is the miracle. The miracle is there just by us being alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially after reading the story of how every positive and every negative thing that you do is kind of reflecting back onto you because everybody around you is you in an essence that you want to try to do the best that you can. And love is such a driving force of that, that kind of pulls people together and, and not even just people, just yourself too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year has been a big year of just me trying to understand how to love myself. Um, something that I kind of, haven't been able to do genuinely. Um, But once you get to that point where you can actually be one with yourself and and be able to say that, yes, I I do love who I am. It's such a powerful moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like we've chatted on here prior, as much as this year has been challenging, like no other, uh, it's also been a year of redefining ourselves and redefining the relationship with ourselves and truly sticking up with uh, sticking up for what we what we really want and need in our lives and and choosing ourselves absolutely mm-hmm. and remembering that you know it starts with you and then just 
sometimes I cry of like the beauty of it is to realize like we are all connected, all humans, all animals, all plants, earth. Like it's just, wow. You know, it's breathtaking. (laughs) 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 It's so beautiful. (laughs) And to realize like that plant is a part of you and an aspect and that animal or that other human or that other person in a different culture than you. And, and as traumatic as COVID has been, what a unifying force too, to realize we're all susceptible to this new disease. And then in that fear, in that tragedy, we have seen rebuilding and a renewed sense of unity and among a lot of folks, doesn't mean everyone, but a lot of us on this planet right now. So we are living in historical times and it's, it's cool to think about it like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the, uh everything is kind of intertwined right now and we're kind of just living in a situation we never thought that we'd experience ever mm-hmm. but even through the bad times and the hard times that 2020 has given us there's always a positive in something somewhere mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of uh really to sum up kind of my experiences even though i went through the bad times and near-death experience that at the end of it, there was always something good. And I think a lot of people can benefit from looking at life that way, mm-hmm. that things are tough. It's hard. Life is difficult, but always remember that there's something in there that makes it good, mm-hmm. that makes you happy, that makes other people happy. So try and focus on that as much as you can, because I think that's what's going to get you out of that hole. Absolutely. So well said. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. And I think that wraps up our, our, our theme really well. You know, for folks listening, thank you. And, you know, hopefully you realize you're not alone. And that's always like the big, big uh, mission with the Love Yourself Foundation is realizing that we're here. You know, we have a community and we're here for one another. So no matter what you're going through, you can always choose you and what's best for you. Awesome. Well, thank you, JR, for joining me today. Any, any, thank you. Any last thoughts, comments? This was a great experience. I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I know we've known each other for quite a long time now, um, but it's always great to be able to have these conversations with you and, and for us to grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what I would say to everybody who's listening out there is if you are experiencing an issue like this that we've gone through or you're in that kind of world right now, just know that people love you. and. Mm-hmm. You are a good person and people want you here on this earth that choose love and choose to be here, to be alive and to still be on this world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love wins. Love wins. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Always appreciate um, those that are tuning in. And yeah, much love to you all and talk to you all soon. Bye.